You're listening to About My Father's Business, presented by Iron Wifey. Without further ado, here's your host, the Iron Wifey herself, Michaela. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of About My Father's Business, presented by Iron Wifey. Now, today's guest is definitely one of a kind. It's absolutely crazy because as I was working, she was a guest in our studio here at work. And as she was speaking, I just knew that the Lord was leading me to see if I can get her on the show. And literally, I approached her and I'm just like, hey, if you happen to be in town for another day, I would love to chat with you about how your faith has allowed you to get to where you are today in your business. And she was so open. She's so humble. She's so amazing. And she is helping women around the world with Watch Her Work. Yes, that's right. Watch Her Work is a online virtual community of women giving other women advice, insight, professional development, professional advice, anything they need when it comes to being a woman in the workplace. And Denise Hamilton, yes, Denise Hamilton, she is one of a kind, has built this community that is literally transforming and breaking down barriers for all women everywhere. Watch Her Work is a game changer. And if you are a woman who is an entrepreneur, if you are a woman who works in the corporate world, then Watch Her Work is definitely for you because it answers all of those questions that you may have when it comes to how you operate in the workplace. Like how to tell your boss you're pregnant, how to handle sexual harassment in the workplace, who to go to when you don't necessarily have someone to talk to. This is a community of women who are just pouring out any wisdom, any insight, any advice to help women work and establish a better work environment, a better work spirit, and just better work overall. So without further ado, I introduced Miss Denise Hamilton. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, first off, Denise, can you just tell everyone about yourself? Oh, my gosh. I was born in a log cabin. No. <laughs> um, I um, am the CEO and founder of Watch Her Work. Watch Her Work is a online and offline learning community for professional women. Um, our goal is a simple one, is we help women go further faster by giving them access to the advice they need to take their careers and lives to the next level. Um, it's a video-based site. We have over mm -hmm. 7,000 videos. Yes. Um, everything from how do you ask for a raise, how do you tell your boss you're pregnant, what do you do if a client hits on you, just kind of everything mm -hmm. you could ever want to know about work and, and how it relates to actual life. I am so excited about that, and I am so happy that you created that platform for women to be transparent and tell their stories and sharpen each other in the process. Like, that is awesome. Well, I think it's so important. We have, a, as, as women, we have an oral tradition of sharing advice person to person. Yes. And so we wanted to build something that capitalized on how we actually are. Yes. Right? Uh, I'm not really interested always in going to the, to the bar with my coworkers after 
uh, a day work to build those. You know what I mean? Like like some of the things that are expected of us yeah. um, in terms of building our um, credibility and our relationships at work don't always resonate with me. So it's kind of like how do you create a space that you can have access to the best and brightest minds? You know, these women are they're executives, they're entrepreneurs, they're thought leaders, and it. they're just sharing, you know, because they want you to be the best you you can be. I love it. Oh, we need more like you. We need more people like you. Or you could just take over the world. I'm okay, okay with right. that too. Me and Oprah, we're doing it. It's happening. No, just, <laughs> just Oprah can step down. Denise Hamilton, we're good to go from there. Yep. <laughs> So, Denise, here we are. This show is actually focused on being about the father's business. So, jumping right in, what does it mean to you to be about your father's business? You know, I think this is such an important question because I think that sometimes messages um, can get muddled and manipulated. And it's always important to kind of go back to, like, the foundation of what you're supposed to be doing like mm. who you are and what is expected of you mm. and one of the things especially being um, a woman um, I'm always surprised by the slant that women are kind of supposed to be the wind beneath someone else's wings mm. right and mm-hmm. and there, that's a role right there are people who are comfortable in that space and who that is their gift but there's a whole other set of women that we have our own giftedness. Mm-hmm. We have our own talents. We have our own. And when I read uh, the story of the talents, I don't see anywhere where it says, well, if you're a woman, you don't have to use your talents. Mm. What I see is that the the person that didn't effectively use their talents was admonished yeah. and was, you know, basically um, criticized as a failure because... Yep. If a gift is given to you, you're expected to use it. Amen. So when I see, so when I think about being about the father's business, to me, it's is I have a responsibility to use the gifts that I have been given by God to do the maximum. And now that might be to be a great teacher. It might be to be a great singer. It may be an encourager. It mm-hmm. may be whatever your gifts are that you are singularly responsible for maximizing them in your life Mm -hmm. and giving as much as you can to change the world or to impact the world um, as positively as you possibly can. Amen. I love it. When did you discover your gifts? What are your gifts? Um, I think that my, I have a a powerful gift of discernment, Mm. right? I, I have a, I can slice through nonsense pretty quickly. Um, I have the uh, unique ability to really see all sides of almost any situation. It's like in my mind, it's like I almost see everything like a flow chart or this impacts that and that's connected to that. Like yeah. it's it's how some people have a photographic memory. Some people have a, I see interrelatedness. I see intersectionality. I wow. see like that's just how my brain works. So um, seeing how things can be, um, how, how something even well-intended mm-hmm. can have negative impacts and being able to see kind of down the road mm-hmm. well you know you're doing this but you don't understand that it has this really negative effect in this space mm-hmm. um, let me give you an example um, fairy tales okay right I have you know I think that if you really want to be successful in life if you want to have um, create any kind of um, 
fantastic impact on the world, mm -hmm. there's about 60% of what you know you have to unlearn because you don't realize how much um, inappropriate messaging, how much negative messaging is just in your head in the back of your mind. Yeah. And it's, it's not helpful, right? Yeah. Like there's an optimism. I believe that um, closely um, integrated with our faith has to be an optimism. Like you have to believe. You do. That, you know, I mean, right? You Isn't do. at the heart of this? Yeah. Right? And so you have to be careful about the messages that you put into your mind, right? Okay. And so sometimes we get real clear about that when it's rap music mm -hmm. or when it's... We're clear about it in those spaces. But there's some other spaces we need to be really clear about it. Mm -hmm. So let's take Rapunzel. Okay. You know, she had the inappropriately long hair. Yeah. She was in the tower. Her mother, the witch, she helped her get in and out of the tower with her hair, mm -hmm. right? The prince comes along. She helps the prince get in and out of the tower with her hair. Mm -hmm. Girl, it was your hair. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't you get yourself out of the tower? Ooh. Ooh. So what's the message? My gifts are to help other people. The things that are unique about me are supposed to help other people do their thing. But I, I'm helpless. I can't help myself. Mm. Let's go to another one. The Little Mermaid. Don't do it. I'm about to. Don't do it. It's happening. Okay. Brace yourselves. All right. You can have the man of your dreams. All you have to do is give up your voice. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's all. You just give up your voice. You can have the man of your dreams. She literally gave up her voice. She had never spoken to Eric. Mm -hmm. She had never spoken mm -hmm. to him. And just the idea of having the handsome prince is enough for you to give up your voice. Like, that's your path. So you want to get the man of your dreams? Just get smaller. Just give up what's great about you. Just give up your uniqueness. Just just give it up. Just just disappear. Just melt into the wall. Then you can get the man of your dreams. And we're trained in this. We're we, trained. We have. How many times have we seen that movie? Uh, come on. They're coming out with another one. With I the got, Black Mermaid. So. I, got, I got another one for you. Oh. Beauty and the Beast. Let's, I mean, let's really think about Beauty and the Beast. Let's really, let's unpack it, okay? Okay. okay. Belle's father is in the dungeon. He's freezing and dying and he's sick. Mm -hmm. He's coughing. His, she touches his hands and they're like ice. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Papa, I got to get you out of here. And she trades her life, her freedom, so that her father can live. Mm -hmm. To live with the beast, right? Mm-hmm. He scares her so badly one night that she literally grabs her coat, jumps on the horse, and runs out into the middle of the dangerous woods. Mm -hmm. That's how terrified she was of him. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So does she have Stockholm Syndrome? How does she end up like, how does she, how do they end up in love? Because you know what the message is? If you just love him enough, you can make any beast a prince. Mm. So if you just if you just love him enough, you can change a beast into a prince. Is that what we want to tell our little girls? No. Well, he punched me in the jaw, but he said he was sorry and he'll never do it again. If I just if I just need to love him more, I upset him. And it's if so I, sad because there's so many women who are in these relationships so and they don't know how to right get out. Right now, to today, get out. Mm -hmm. and here we have this this harmless story. Mm -hmm. 
that is telling them just just love him more. Just I know he's screaming at you. I know he's growling. I know he's aggressive and he's scaring you half to death. Just love him more. If you love him more, he'll become a prince and you'll live happily ever after. Mm. And I could go on forever. But the point is, here's three commonly understood stories. And what what is the message, yeah. right? So what do you have to unlearn? What messages are in the back of your head that you don't even process? I mean, that's yeah. why that's why I think like really being a, a student, really studying the Bible is mm-hmm. so important because you have to understand like you have to like feed yourself with what you want to be in your head because yeah. there's a lot of stuff in your head that you probably don't want to be there. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the truth of it. Yeah. Um, and so I I think that that when I look at what I consider to be my gifts, mm-hmm. it's in deconstructing situations and really looking at what's really happening here. Yeah, what the is the re- Yeah. What's re- what is really at work here? Yeah. Um, because that's the way to like really be able to influence something. And yeah. everybody's got their gifts, right? And I think one of the saddest things is when people feel like, you know, they don't take the time to excavate. Mm-hmm. And it may be an excavation of like, it's not obvious what your gifts are, but you have to do that work because that's what you've been called to do. You've been called to touch the world using your gifts. So how are you going to do that if you don't even know what they are? You can't articulate mm-hmm. them. You can't, and you don't speak about them confidently and powerfully as, as wonderful. You know, and, and I think that, you know, one of the things that um, is really sad about our time is, and I think it's, this, is, this is actually made worse by social media, is we covet other people's gifts, mm-hmm. right? We do. Yeah, and that's I call it the Michael Jordan principle. the The best basketball player in the world wants to play baseball. Then nobody asks you to play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> nobody asks you for that, right? But like, no matter what you can do, mm-hmm. you want to be able to do what that person over there can do. The singer wants to be able to dance. The dancer wants to be able to write. The writer wants to be able to. You know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. wants somebody else's gift yeah man if you can get to a space that you just love you you just love the gifts that you were given and you work to develop and hone and maximize those gifts you're ahead of 90 percent of the population yes get out of that space of coveting and and um you know obviously social media shows everybody's highlight reel and we're all comparing ourselves to each other we also don't give ourselves the opportunity to develop our gifts listen you're going to start at a d yeah. And you're working your way up to a C and then get to a B minus. Mm-hmm. And then, like, but people are so afraid to start. If they can't start at an A plus, they won't do it. And that's not really how this is set up. Like, you develop your skills. You develop your talent. That's the only way this works. Yeah. And you don't also, the other kind of myth that I think is so pervasive right now, and it's so negative, is you have to do it all. You got to have the corporate job and side hustle and you got to have perfect marriage and perfect kids. Like you got to do it all. And it's like nobody can do it all. That's not even how we're made. I mean, let's talk about Moses, mm-hmm. right? God says to Moses, um, go get my people out of, of, of Egypt. I'm, 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 you're, the, you're my guy. Go yeah. get them out. And the first thing he says is what? Oh, Lord, I'm not a good speaker. Nope. 
stutter too much. I stutter. I'm 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 not a good speaker. And what did he say? Like I didn't I didn't say nothing about that. Mm-hmm. I will give you mm-hmm. the other things that you need to yep. accomplish this task. I will give you all of the supplemental. Everything doesn't have to reside in your body. Yep. I will create the circumstance for you to be able to thrive and to succeed in the task that I have given you. Yep. I'll give you that staff. I'll give you Aaron. I'll, I'll, I'll send those people who I'll are going s- to help you, who I'll are going s- to take you to the next level. And and so many of us, we don't even start because if I can't do all of it, I'm going to do none of it. Mm. And and I always say, and this is so important, I think it's like a, a, a guiding principle for me I've identified for 2020, something I'm like laser focused on. When you remember when um, Jesus fed the 5,000? Yeah. Okay. He did not need anybody's help to feed those people. No. Right? But he still said, go gather the food that you can find. Go gather what you have. Mm-hmm. Mm, use what you have. Go gather what you have. Mm-hmm. Bring it. And they brought it. They brought the fish and the loaves. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was able to increase. You don't have a lot, that's okay. But you have to put forth something for him to be able to multiply. He can't multiply zero. Zero times zero is zero. But if you bring a a, a two and he multiplies it by 50, you now have 100. So I guess if there's one thing I want people to hear as they listen to this conversation is don't be afraid to bring... You're 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 meager. Yeah. You're small. Your yeah. your humble beginning. Like just start. Yeah. Just move. Use just what you do. Have. Use what you have. Do what you can. And I don't know. Crazy concept. Trust God to create the increase. Mm-hmm. Trust God to multiply. Trust God to make it more. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Trust God to send you the right people and to put you in the right rooms and to create the opportunity. Yep. But you have to first be in motion. You know, and I think when I, you know, I I spoke to over 100, almost 150,000 people last year. I -hmm. I speak all over the country. I guess I can say all over the world now because it's folk in Bali now. But but whenever I speak afterwards, there are women waiting to speak to me, to shake my hand, to ask a question or whatever. And it would blow your mind. 50, 60 percent. Mm hmm. I'm afraid to start. What if I'm no good? What if people tear me apart? What if you... It is an epidemic. The mm-hmm. fear of failure. And it's paralyzing. It's paralyzing. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, so it makes me so sad because basically here's a whole group of people that they've been given a set of gifts to touch the world and they're just lying foul. They might as well bury them in the backyard in a hole. Yeah, they say there's a a slogan or a word that says the richest place on earth is a cemetery because so many people went to their graves with their gifts and forgot to use them or were too afraid to use them. And so like how you're saying this and what you're saying, it's crazy because we're so scared to start that we don't start at all. And I think the flip side of that is that really shows us that how how desperately we need to reinvigorate the gifts of encouragement. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. 
take the time to call somebody and say, you know what? You did that, sis. Mm -hmm. I really like what you did. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is incredible. I I went to your site and I saw that bubble and that was really great. Like, we have to encourage each other. We have to. And that to me, like, so there's like this all these forces telling you you're not good enough mm-hmm. and then there's this dearth of voices that are saying you go girl you could do it you can make it and not in this like um not in this like kind of I don't know performative way it's like hashtag you go girl like you know girl power the future is female like I love that I love the positive energy around women in the workforce and women doing their things but I don't want it to be just a surface deal I Mm -hmm. want it to be authentic call Linda and say Linda I like what you did I'm proud of you for getting that award congratulations on your promotion like being more specific about our encouragement like that is a gift that we have been given some people are better at it than others Mm -hmm. but if you have that like use it I'm always amazed I'll, I'll see somebody I haven't seen for five or six years and they'll walk up and say I remember you told me that I was doing such and such and such, and mm-hmm. it gave me the strength. That day I was going to quit, and you said this, and I just kept going, and now my business is thriving. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> me? Did that come from me? But you don't, you don't know. You yeah. never know, like, who needs to receive a word from you, yeah. who needs to be encouraged or uplifted. Yeah. And I think, like, these two forces of everybody, you know, taking 10,000 pictures to find the right one that you photoshopped and you facetuned mm-hmm. and you whatever, whatever, to, to put the right one out. Mm-hmm. That energy coupled with this, like, whole in mm-hmm. terms of encouragement, people are just lonely and they're, they're paralyzed, they're stuck. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing what they've been called to do. You don't get a walk, you know. You're not gonna get to the pearly gates and like, well, what'd you do with your gifts? Well, I only had, you know, I only had two fish. Yeah. Well, you know what I do with two fish. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you're just called to do what you have the capacity to do. Yep. And so, I think that that the challenge of our time is being okay with just being okay, mm-hmm. like good enough. Like, done is better than perfect. And moving through um, criticism, moving through rejection, moving through disappointment, Mm -hmm. and honing your skill, committing to your skill, committing to developing your craft. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, I I believe there's two kinds of people in this world. There's creators and critics. There's creators and critics. I'm very careful about who I surround myself with. I surround myself with creators. I love it. Because critics are the people that can't wait to call you and say, I saw a typo on your website. They can't wait, mm-hmm. right? You know, well, she's not as great as she thinks she is. Well, let me tell you what you're doing wrong. Denise, I was really looking at you such and what you need to do. You know, mm-hmm. n- mm-mm. I don't I don't surround myself with those people. I don't mm-hmm. invite those people into my inner circle because I understand how fragile creation is. Yeah. It's if creation is fragile. Yeah. So you need people that are going to call you and say, hey, I found this new software that I think will really help you with your such and such. Hey, I just saw this great tip on something you could do on Canva. Yeah. I know you do your graphic design yourself, and I thought this could be really helpful. Like, those people, mm-hmm. give, me a, give me a million of them. Yeah. Give me a million of them, right? And so I think, like, just... Just the courage to create and protecting your space mm-hmm. and, and being willing to stumble, being willing to trip, being, you know, you know who doesn't have any failures? You know who isn't making any mistakes? 
people that don't do anything. Yeah. They're yeah. safe. Yeah. People that don't do anything never fail. They never mess up. Right? But yeah. a ship is safe, safest in the harbor. But that's not what ships are for. Mm. Wow. So a lot of yeah. us are just, we're just in the parking lot. Yeah. You've got this Maserati. You're fabulous. You have all these gifts and all these things you can do. But you ain't got no gas. You are. You got a cover yeah. over the, and you are in the garage <laughs> and you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Right? And so I just think it's so important to just, you know, to be, to operate in the fullness of you. Yes. Whatever that means. Yes. And it's different for everybody. Yes. Not comparing yourself to the person next to you. Not comparing your chapter 2 to somebody's chapter 12. Yeah. You know, people compare themselves to me all the time. And I'm just like, I'm almost 50 years old. I've been doing this for twice. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you let yourself grow. Let yeah. yourself begin you'll get there of course. and you have and if you're earnest and you're really doing your research and you're doing your part you'll get there you'll get there quicker than i got there but you have to start yeah. have to start are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now no worries it doesn't have to stop here with more podcast interviews blogs and magazine we want to invite you into our community of sisterhood we are daughters of a king, which makes all of us sisters in Christ. As sisters, it's our responsibility to encourage and inspire one another. Because at the end of the day, as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. Check us out online, ironwifey.com. That's I-R-O-N-W-I-F-E-Y dot C-O-M. Denise, you're full of wisdom, and it's so crazy. My mom's name is Denise, so of course I'm just like, come on, mama, download, download into me because I need it. I want to know where did this wisdom come from? Yes, you've had years of experience, but when did you first start? When did you realize that God had given you a gift and allowed yourself to actually step fully into that gift to do what you've come to do? Uh, wow, that's a hard question. Um, I don't know. I think that... that um I think that I've, I've been in a lot of situations where I'm the only African-American or the only woman. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of, one of, another gift I have is that I'm kind of fearless, right? I, I'm just not worried about what happens. Like, I really believe, okay, we'll try this. If it doesn't work, we'll do something else. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not, um, I, I kind of divorce myself from the outcome, Okay. Right? I'm just going to put forth my effort. So, um, and I think when you're like that, opportunities come to you. Okay. And maybe opportunities come to you and you take them. Yeah. And most people don't take them. Maybe yeah. that's a difference. Um, but that's created this experience of my life where I just have done a bunch of really different things. I've relocated for a job. I, like, um, I was uh, hired to work for AOL. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, I was living in New York. And um, AOL headquarters is in D.C., in Dulles, Dulles, D.C. area. And um, they had a private jet that flew from New York to D.C., back and forth all day, mm -hmm. right? And so got on the plane to go down for orientation at headquarters. Do my orientation. I get back on the plane, and I land, and I get this email that says, hey, can you come back in two days? Mm -hmm. um, we we want to talk to you. We've had we've changed some things. I'm like, 
did I lose this good job? And I didn't even start yet. <laughs> lose this good job. Um, and they, I so I go back on the plane and they bring me to a room and it's three guys and they're saying, hey, we decided to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And my mind, of course, is like, oh. um, so we decided to put reps um, in the top 20 cities, mm-hmm. top regions in the country. And um, we think you can do this. So mm-hmm. what city do you want? And push a piece of paper with 20 cities on it. Wow. I was, you could just see my brain, inside my brain, I, my face was like, I was yes. completely placid. Yes. But inside, it was like a tsunami. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't know even what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I have never done anything like this. I don't, like, I know nothing about what you're saying. You sound like you're speaking a different language. <laughs> and, um... There, so I had gone to school in Texas, mm-hmm. and my college roommate was from Houston. So I had spent a lot of time in Houston. I, I would go home with her for holidays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I'm from New York, so New York was familiar. Houston was familiar, and I lived in L.A. I used to be a backup singer. Oh, um, so goodness. I lived in L.A. So I was familiar with L.A., New York, and Houston. Those were the only three cities that were gone. So where did you the go? The whole list. The only three cities that were gone off the list are the only cities I have any connection, any family, any friends, any relationships. So you had to step out. So I had to step out. So I'm going down the list, and it was like Denver, Chicago. It was like cold, cold, cold Miami. (laughs) Like, I don't even remember what the other cities were, girl. I don't even remember. I was like, I am not taking myself from... Mm -hmm. mm -mm." It was Miami, and I was like, okay, well, if if I was going to do this, I would want Miami. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, well, that's going to be a really popular um, selection, mm-hmm. so you got to let us know as soon as possible. And I'm look, looking at them like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> I have to let you know as soon as like as soon as soon possible if I want to move. At this time, I was a single mom. I just gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. I was a single mom. I have a, a, a school-age child. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And and so, but I but I just I just okay. If I if I was gonna do it, it would be Miami. I got on the plane, and when I landed, I called them. I said, "I'll take it." Three weeks later, I lived in Miami. Wow! And I ran marketing promotions for the southern um, southern Florida region for America Online. Wow! Right mm-hmm. now, crazy. Now I look at it, and I'm like, "What? You did not know a so like what were you doing?" Mm-hmm. Right, but the. But the thing is, like, you're not going to die. That's what I always tell people. Like, yeah. if what if I had gotten there and it was miserable? What if I had gotten there and I didn't like it? What if I got there and I was too lonely and I felt too disconnected and too isolated? What What if? What if? What if? I just would have gone home. Yeah, just go back. Go somewhere else. Just go somewhere else. And that's part of that, I will say, is fortifying yourself with the skills. Mm-hmm. If you have the skills, if you develop your, your talents and your gifts, mm-hmm. You always have some place to go. Yeah. You're never desperate. You're never stuck out. You're never. And so maybe that was a part of it. Like, I'm confident in my abilities. I know the skill sets that I have developed and I have honed. Mm-hmm. I have put in the time for my education. Like, I know that there are so many different places and so many different things that I could do that it's okay for me to take this risk and try this new thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. 
I could have said, that's ridiculous. I can't do that. I can't. I would have missed like one of the most incredible experiences of my life. I, I handled yeah. all of the, the NBA, the NFL, the, all of those negotiations, South Beach Wine and Food Festivals, those, all of these big events in South Florida on behalf of AOL. Right. Yeah. Like that just would have never happened if I hadn't taken the leap. Yeah. You know, so I think that um, it's. It, yes, there's wisdom of being built out over time, but there's also just like a fundamental like belief and confidence in yourself that you will survive. Yeah. Just try it. Yeah. You can always if you're if you're developing your skills and keeping it sharp, you can always do something else. But yeah, there's a lot of what if it goes wrong, what if it doesn't work, what what if it does go right? Yeah. What if it's amazing? Yeah. What if it's incredible? Like Again, that same optimism. It's I'm always struck by by um, pessimistic Christians. Mm. I don't really under I don't understand that. What is what is that exactly? I don't think I don't think that's a thing. I think it's what's a, what's it's a, a fear, It's a fearful person. I am not here for it. No. And I don't think it's consistent. Like I I believe that somebody else is in charge. Yeah. Like, my job is to do the best that I can do in my spot. And so it's, it's if, if, if I'm being sent an opportunity, I just, I guess I believe, like, okay, this must be what he wants me to do. Right? Right? Yeah. Because I wouldn't be getting them if they weren't for me. Yes. Yes. Right? And so I think, like, we focus on, like, what we, we just focus on what we don't have. And I'll, I'll tell you a really quick story. Somebody that, I mean, they really convicted me. Con convicted me and i want to say this tell share the story because i think women specifically struggle Mm -hmm. with perfectionism yes okay so a friend of mine um was organizing a screening of the people versus oj simpson Mm -hmm. on the campus of tsu historically black college Mm -hmm. um he threw it together in weeks it was really it was i don't know how he pulled it off John Singleton and Cuba Gooden Jr. both came, and then he asked me would I be the moderator to interview them about the show after the screening. Yeah. Wow, right? Incredible, incredible experience. So I, of course, said yes. Like, this is incredible. Take it. So we get to the school, Mm -hmm. and the video won't show. They're having technical difficulties. They tried this. They tried that. They have to go get that wired. The video's not showing. The sound cuts out. The There's not enough seating in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, okay? Then we start our discussion. The mics don't work. And we're literally, like, yelling, you know, our answers and questions to the audience. Me, John Singleton, and mm-hmm. Cooper Gooden Jr., um, and then finally they figure it out and now the mics are working. And afterwards he walks up to me and I say, how do you, how do you think it went? He was like, I think it was awesome. And I'm looking at him like, Did, were, were, we the the same? Same? <laughs> <laughs> were we in the same? Were we in the same? I feel like we were in different rooms. Yeah. And he said, in the span of a couple weeks, I got an Oscar winner and an Oscar nominee mm-hmm. to come to a HBCU. 
to speak to a group of people that would have never had access mm -hmm. in Texas. We're not in LA, mm -hmm. we're not in New York, they're in Texas coming to speak to them. He said, it was a full room, he said, all the media networks in town were here, and I got my homegirl a chance to be the MC to interview them. It was a win, 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 win. Yes. And I have to tell you, yeah. I walked to my car, and I sat in my car for like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was really convicted about that. That really was a powerful message for me yeah. of just, my God, he is absolutely right. Yes. There are so many things that were just amazing mm -hmm. about this experience. And I lost all of them. I missed all of them. Yeah, you would have otherwise walked away. What a disaster. Yes. That was terrible. He was like, so, okay, they heard him. Like, the mics didn't work. All mm -hmm. right, we we figured it out. Okay, the, it didn't start, the film didn't start perfectly. But it started, and everybody mm -hmm. watched it. Like, he just had this ability of focusing on what the wins were. Mm -hmm. And I... and. It's something I really, like, force myself to think about as I conduct my business. Again, that optimism mm -hmm. and that positive energy around what you're accomplishing. And I hear mostly women, mm -hmm. I don't hear this from men as much, just deriding themselves. Yeah. I'm a terrible mother. My house looks like crazy people live mm -hmm. here. My... You know, I, I'm just like showing up for my husband. I'm not that. Like, we're just so hard on ourselves. We and are our biggest critics. Positive energy begets positive energy, mm -hmm. right? Speaking life. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Yes. Speak life over things? Yes. And we bury ourselves on a daily basis. Like, we speak to ourselves in a way we would never let anybody else speak to us. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. So I think, like... Um, that experience of seeing someone operate with such a positive orientation to their accomplishments. Mm -hmm. He was very much like, this is great. The next one will be better. Mm. Wow. Right? Yeah. This is great. The next one will be better. What if we, what if we moved like that? What if we operated like that? What if we surrounded our people with creators like that? Yeah. We wouldn't be as critical on ourselves. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. You could take every victory and process it as a victory, mm -hmm. you know? And it's our human nature. You have the report card, A, 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 what's about this B? What's this B all about? Yeah. What happened with this B? What yeah. the, like, that's, that's our human nature, right? We go to the flaw. Mm -hmm. We go to the problem. What if we didn't? What if we focused on all the beauty and the victory and the accomplishment and the success and we looked for the places where we are successful can you articulate the ways that you are successful in your life right now and most people can they'll they'll <laughs> but if i said what do you need to work on oh i gotta lose weight mm -hmm. i gotta do this i gotta do that like we're crystal clear on that right mm -hmm. i'm not they, they think i'm not successful at anything you live in one of the greatest countries in the world mm -hmm. You make more money than most people in the whole entire world. There's people that make $500 a year. Mm -hmm. You woke up this morning. You woke up this morning. You are healthy. Mm -hmm. You are able-bodied. You're mm -hmm. able, like, you have so many things that are going for you, but we are trained. Again, going back to those fairy tales, going back to the, mm -hmm. the stories, right, that, that it's your flaw. Mm -hmm. It's your flaw you got to address. It's the flaw you got to figure out. It's the flaw. 
I reject that. It's not the flaw. I'm designed to have flaws. I'm designed to work in a team. Mm-hmm. I'm designed, you know, in my mind, I'm Moses. Mm-hmm. I'm good at this stuff, and I'm terrible at that stuff. And I just pray, Lord, send me my Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need an Aaron, honey. <laughs> like, like that's. But that's how I'm designed. Mm-hmm. And the world is telling me, you have to be perfect at everything. You have to be amazing at everything. You have to be able to do everything. And you're not a triple threat. You can't do it all. Oh, so I'm sorry to that man, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just we have to we have to value ourselves in a different way. And I always think about that experience because literally he walked up to me and I thought I was going to be consoling him. Yeah. He was on cloud nine. This was incredible. Wow. Wow. I love that. Now, I kind of want to jump jump ship and kind of go into watch her work. Mm-hmm. Now, you have over 7,000 videos. Like, <laughs> I'm over here trying to get one video up and you got 7,000. <laughs> like, Lord Jesus, help me. Uh, but you have over 7,000 videos of women telling their biggest life lessons, their biggest lessons in the workplace, in their health, in their, their mental state, and being a person in as a woman in the work field that's predominantly surrounded by men. And so what I've seen is that a lot of the advice from these women is coming from a place of transparency, and it's coming from a place of, uh, I'm not going to say naiveness, but from a place of, uh, fear, something that a lot of women go into the workplace fearing that, you know, they, they aren't good enough or they can't do this or, like you said, they can't be pregnant at work. And so I want to know, um, on the faith aspect of things, how do you walk out your faith in the workplace? Or if you're in a place that's not necessarily um, good for your spirit, how do you overcome that? How do you strengthen that? Hmm. It's a really complex question. Because um, there are two kind of definitive principles for me, Mm -hmm. right? The first is before you even get to work. Mm -hmm. Have you identified your gifts? Have you developed them? Are you ready to share them with the world? Okay. And that seems really basic, but that's not true of the vast majority of people. Mm -hmm. They're not really developing. And I mean, are you a student of the game? If you are an accountant, do you know all the new tax laws when they come out? Do you study? Are you uh, are you following um, and getting email blasts from new uh, policies or new ways that people are handling things? Or are you um, if you're a chef, mm-hmm. are you um, keeping an eye on sustainability and food supply um, uh networks and are you whatever your thing is Mm -hmm. if you're a makeup artist are you keeping track on okay what the new lines are and what products are coming out and which ones have harsh chemicals and are Mm -hmm. damaging and what what, whatever Mm -hmm. are you a student of your game are you maxed out on the knowledge that can fit between your ears about your space that's before you even get to work Mm -hmm. right because if you are you walk in with your back straight, with okay. your head up. You know what you know what you know. Yeah. You're bringing a confidence to the space. You're bringing an energy to the space that you are aware of your gifts and you understand your call to use those gifts. Mm-hmm. So here I am ready to share them with you. Yeah. Right? Like, you're so the that's, Beyonce of your job. 
whatever that job is, mm-hmm. whether it's a cobbler, it's a teacher, whatever that job is, if it's a cobbler, you know all about the shoes, you know how to switch out the laces, mm-hmm. you know how to fix the blah, blah, blah. Like, you're the genius of your space. Okay. Right? Then it's going into um, a work environment where you're understanding that you're going to have to navigate all kinds of different people. And sometimes I think that, and this may be a little controversial, but sometimes I think that we think that being godly means weak, humble, meek. Mm. Like, you don't don't ruffle any feathers. Mm -hmm. You don't disturb anyone. You don't... I don't think that's what that means. I agree. I mean, Jesus flipped over some tables yes. when folks did not act yes. that, act correctly, he was right? A man of authority, you absolutely. Have to it's that authority, authority mm-hmm. and leadership, and you know, and and willing to offend. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason that the Pharisees and there's a reason they killed him because mm-hmm. he was willing to offend. He was willing to stand up for what's right. He was mm-hmm. willing to articulate his belief and his position. And um, I think that we kind of have gotten that a little lost, especially for women. Mm-hmm. Like, being a Christian looks like this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we have the right picture. Um, I think I'm always respectful. I'm always um, kind. I'm always um, careful in the mm-hmm. speech that I use and how uh, and what its impact is. But I'm not a doormat. And I don't think doormats get promoted. Mm-hmm. And I also have a firm belief that I want Christians to be in leadership, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, that's what I want. I don't want to just have us all step away and be okay to be at the bottom of organizations because you know we we're peaceful. We don't yeah. want we don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't think that's what we're called to do. I want us to be in the highest offices. I want us that because I want those principles to influence decision making. Yeah. Right. So I think that so 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 for me, it's like being the, the, the strongest, most solid, most capable employee that you can be. Mm-hmm. But then stepping into this, that bringing that person mm-hmm. into this space and navigating with discernment, navigate, understanding when you have to use a feather mm-hmm. and when you have to use a hammer, because mm-hmm. I do think your toolbox does need to have a hammer. Okay. Um, and have to be able to establish authority and leadership in the places and spaces that it's appropriate. I love it. Do you believe that a lot of Christians should first become followers before they're leaders? Um, I think when you become a... I think you can't be a leader if you're not a good follower. Okay. Right? Yeah. If you don't... If you don't understand how to operate and manifest a vision, mm-hmm. how are you going to have other people to do that for you? Like, if you don't need, if you don't know how to participate in the manifestation of someone else's vision, I don't know how you. Where, where's your training? Where, where's your skill set come from yeah. to be able to articulate and bring people onto your vision? So whether that be, you know, and that doesn't mean that. You know, you have to work in a company for 20 years before you can start your own company. Yeah. That that maturation could have occurred in high school or in college or whatever. Um, so I don't think there's a timeline necessarily on it. But I do think you have to know how to be a, a cog in somebody else's wheel. Mm-hmm. I just think that's helpful. Um, a lot of what I see 
in terms of entrepreneurship and people whose businesses fail is they don't they don't know how to inspire loyalty Mm -hmm. right because they've never been loyal themselves Mm. they don't know what loyalty looks like or feels like it's not money you don't get money anywhere there's a million places I could go work tomorrow, yeah. right? So it's it's not about it's it's just how do you inspire loyalty and understand like what makes someone stay and what makes them leave. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that if you've never been in that situation. But. Yes. Now I wanna now this is just something on the side because this actually happened to me like yesterday. Um, <laughs> I was in a position of leadership at my previous job. And I built a team that was extremely loyal, and I created a culture and an environment where people were uplifting and encouraging each other. And then uh, I found this job, which is the job of my dreams. And so I ended up leaving that job where I did have to start from the ground up and figure it out to get to a place where I can actually thrive in what it is I'm passionate about. But I was recently called back to my other job just to help fill in. And when I tell you, I'm pretty sure I have PTSD from that job because I'm sitting in that room with the new manager who just happens to be an old manager at a previous job that I had. And I'm going through this paperwork and he's asking me to sign things and like just to, you know, get me on payroll just so I can fill in the help. And something in my spirit was like, run, get out. You don't belong here. You're not supposed to be here. What are you doing? And it just made me think, Yes, I was in that position of leadership. Yes, I started from the ground up and and worked my way up. But in the process of doing that, my spirit was attacked on a daily basis. And I was literally miserable. I was successful. I was moving up quickly. I was learning. It was great. But I was miserable. And my spirit was like shocked. It was in shock. And as I sat in that room and I'm like, oh, they need help. Yeah, I'll help them. It's nothing like couple extra dollars in my pocket they get someone to help but my spirit was just like go Mm -hmm. go did you listen i listened it's crazy because i filled out this paperwork and i was like okay i don't know what this is so i'm gonna just you know you know shake it off like you know it's just me being like afraid or whatever and i was like okay well whatever filling out the paperwork and i'm like okay lord if this is you (laughs) i'm gonna need you to bring out one more piece of paper for me to sign (laughs) like like you know like I don't know like I this could be me being emotional or this could be like God saying like you need to leave so I'm like if this is you I need you to bring out one more piece of paper and right before I was going to get up and leave he was like oh I forgot I have an offer letter so before everything's finalized I need you to sign this offer letter and I was like I'm so sorry but I'm not supposed to be here And he understood. He was a previous manager of mine who just happened to be now in that field. And he's a man of faith. And so he was just like, wow, is it is it fear? Is it is it the process? And I'm like, you know what? Honestly, I'm not afraid of anything. It's not the process. I understand business wise why you have to do this. You have to follow specific guidelines. But there's something in my spirit that's just telling me I'm not supposed to be here. Hmm. Well, you know, very often we confuse what's familiar with what's right. Mm-hmm. Right? We make mm-hmm. stuff right mm-hmm. because it's just familiar. If you grew up in a sewer, it's it's familiar. Mm-hmm. It's not right. You know? And yeah. you have to challenge yourself to push for that right situation. Right? I, I, I um, talk about this a little bit in my book. Mm-hmm. 
And um, it's called, uh, I say, uh, don't renovate your cocoon. Stop renovating your cocoon. Mm. What's a cocoon, right? It's something that you go through to transform. Yeah. It's a temp- it's temporary housing yeah. that you step into on the hopes of coming out on the other side as something different. Mm-hmm. You go from being a caterpillar to being a butterfly. There's no such thing as a caterfly. Mm. Right? Yeah. And, and we keep returning. What's the Bible verse? Like a dog returning to his vomit. Yeah. Right? We keep returning to what's old and familiar. But that activity keeps us from flying. Mm. You know? that you're, You come into this cocoon, this temporary housing. You're supposed to come through and come out on the other side. Instead, you're putting down a rug. You're hanging drapes. You went and got a lamp. No, this, you're supposed to be passing through yeah. here. So that experience for you was your cocoon. And you learned a bunch of skills. Mm-hmm. And you accumulated some some experiences and whatever and it's like check good let's Mm -hmm. push on through and let's go fly flying is scary it is it's terrifying right so you just kind of come back and i'll just catafly it no such thing as a catafly and so that to me is your spirit saying like i've outgrown this Mm. i've stayed too long and let's move on to the next space and um, we have a lot of people that are stuck. They've, they were in a job that most people get promoted out of after yeah. 16 months, 18 months. They've been there four or five years. Mm-hmm. But I love it here. They couldn't do it without me. But I love my boss. Mm-hmm. Well, your boss doesn't love you because uh, if they love you, they would promote you. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think that it's just like not, not getting enamored with the familiar Okay. Because it's familiar, it mm-hmm. felt like, I could do this with my eyes closed. Seriously. But exactly. That's not what you're called to do. Do stuff that you could do with your eyes closed. You're called to push yourself and to grow and mm-hmm. to expand, right? Um, and I can always tell when somebody is in their catafly situation because they complain all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like when your feet hurt, you know, like everything hurts if your feet hurt. Like mm-hmm. you can't concentrate, <laughs> you can't do whatever. And I think about it, it's almost like your shoes, like if you went up a shoe size, right? Mm-hmm. And now your shoes are tight and they hurt you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with your feet and there's nothing wrong with your shoes. They just don't match. Yeah. They just don't fit anymore, right? Yep. And so when you move up that size, you got to go get a new pair of shoes. Yep. But what we do is, these shoes are terrible. They're horrible. I don't know what... No, no, they just don't fit you anymore. And it's time to move on and do something bigger and brighter and more amazing and to continue to grow. So I'm proud of you. You resisted the temptation of the familiar. Thank you. It is a very real temptation. Yeah, I'd never experienced that. And I'm like, what is this? But... I think it'll be good. Mm, it's going to be good. And now great. I just have to trust that the Lord's going to provide the extra finances because you're going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Denise, let's jump into your book. It is launching February, March. launching. Yes, late spring. Uh, Q1, it's going to be hitting the streets. We actually, actually just um, launched... Uh, our digital course, which I, we didn't talk about a lot, mm-hmm. called Master Yourself, Master Your World. I love it. And um, this is a hardcore, deep dive 
into all you have to do if you're really committed to being successful. Like it's the real deal. It's okay. picking picking things apart. It's it's separating out um, some of the lessons and some of the thought processes mm-hmm. that we have. So obviously that's a video based course where I do um, forty five lessons on different subjects, much Ooh, like we girl, talked about 45. today. You know, and and like when we were doing it, they were like, "Wow, Denise, that's so many." And I was like, "Yeah, but you know what? Dollars are." Like people, I, I, I have a responsibility. When mm-hmm. somebody cracks open a wallet to buy something from me, I want to make sure this is going like rock your world. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, I would have paid double or triple for this. That's, that is how I approach everything. Okay. And so, um, so Master Yourself, Master Your World is the course, but the book is um, similar. It's a different experience. Some mm-hmm. people want to read it. Some people want to see it. Um, the book is called When Sleeping Women Wake. Mm. 21 Ways Mastering Yourself Will Help You Master Your World. Um, And it is really just um, the lessons I've learned throughout my life and through interviewing all of these women. Like, it's a common thread Mm -hmm. of just you have more power than you know if you shake some stuff off, Mm -hmm. if you let some stuff go, if you decide, um, if you have the courage to create a space for your success Mm -hmm. then you know you you can have anything you want Mm -hmm. if you have the courage to figure out exactly what it is you want we don't really that's a that's a that's a moment of thought like you really have to decide it is do you want to be a millionaire do you i mean really yeah do you want to be a millionaire or do you want to have this kind of house in this kind of neighborhood I want to have this kind of car. I want to be... Like, what is it that you exactly want, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. If you could make $75,000, but you have no bills, no debt, Oh, would that be okay? That would be okay. I feel like it would be okay. <laughs> that would be okay. I'll be all right with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just really figuring out, right? Like, so you see people, like, they're chasing more and more dollars. I saw... Uh, I went to an event... Um, the other day, I saw a friend of mine. I bumped into her there, and um, she looked like something to track the cat dragged in. Mm. She was exhausted. She's like, I just got back from a trip for work, and I leave tomorrow morning at five o'clock in the morning for another trip. And I, was, and I just was like, and she had, I had to say, she had a Celine bag, and it was fire. Mm-hmm. It was like fire, like a thousand suns. <laughs> it was beautiful. I was like, girl, that's a lean bag. It was gorgeous. And I just was like, do I want that bag enough to have that life? Yeah. So I think it's being, it's being honest, and it's not taking other people's definitions of success, mm-hmm. but really taking the time to sit down and figure out what that is for you. Okay. For you. If you make a million dollars but you never see your kids, is that okay? Mm-mm. If you stay at home with your kids but you yell and scream and terrorize them all day because you're unfulfilled, because you have gifts that you're not using, is that okay? It's not okay either. Right. Like, like you can't take someone else's definition of what a win is. Mm-hmm. you just got to figure that out for yourself, right? And, um, and so in the book, both the book and the course – we just dig into it. We just dig into what success really looks like, what behaviors you have to unlearn, mm-hmm. 
because we have a lot of behaviors we got to unlearn and um, how you just take control because you know I could sit between the two of us if we wanted to we could sit probably 20 minutes and crank out about 150 things to complain about Mm -hmm. right like there's some stuff that I have issues with right Mm -hmm. and there are things that like they're really important things but the truth of the matter is I don't have control over them Mm -hmm. Right. There's people who sit and watch impeachment coverage or political news all day long until it's time to get in a voter ballot. You you don't really have any control mm-hmm. over it. Right. And so you're giving so much of your energy, not to say you should ignore it, but just be careful. Like you give so much of your energy to things that you have no control over. You do have control over how many sales calls you made today for your mm-hmm. business. You do have control over how many donuts you ate this week or mm-hmm. how much, you know, how did you cook healthy or did you exercise or did you, like you have control of those things. I um, went to a seminar last year and it was terrible. This guy was an awful speaker. We were, <laughs> 10 times we were like, we got to get up and leave. It was so bad. But then... Something you know, something says just sit there and stay. Just mm-hmm. just just listen. And at the end of that thing, he says something so profound, like it was worth the suffering of his terrible presentation. <laughs> he said, So many of y'all out there are trying to change the world. You need to spend more time trying to change your world. Mm. And I was like, you know, that's a word right there. It is. That is a word. Mm-hmm. Is your house clean? Mm. Do you have 50% of your clothes you never wear that you need to purge and get, get rid of mm-hmm. and give to somebody that could really use it? Mm-hmm. Do you, are your finances in order? Are you, like, you need to change your world. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you change your world, you're in better footing. You're getting better sleep. You're healthier. You're in better control. Well, now you can be influential in so many other places. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like a, a sweet little girl walked up to me. Uh, she said, "When man, when I when I um, graduate from school, I'm going to start a nonprofit." I said, "Oh, honey, you are a nonprofit." Mm. I said, "You don't you don't have enough money. You you need a job. You need to go yeah. get a job. Mm-hmm. You can help." So much more if you're stable and if you're solid and if you're strong. And I think that 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 is a message that we we kind of lose. Like, you know, so I think that's also big in like the entrepreneurial space. Like, do I quit or do I completely just step out? Do I prepare to step out? Like, what is that process? What do you burn like? the boat? Yeah. Burn the boat. I, I, I'm a I'm a preparation person personally but even if you prepare it's still hard yeah. right it's just a it's just a mind shift like you it's just a it's it's a difficult journey and like people who jump out and they don't change their lifestyle mm-hmm. like they're saving but then also you maybe last year you took this big fancy trip to Paris well this year you know we're doing a staycation mm-hmm. and we're going to the beach you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you just have to like figure out like where to where to make yourself we're to create the viable conditions for you to thrive, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think it's just, um, I don't know, it's just really important to be honest, optimistic, positive, and discerning. Mm. I, I, I just, so in all of my literature, if I'm brought in to speak to an organization, I you know, spoke last night, I speak for a lot of clients 
you know, Shell, Exxon, Mobil, Heinz, IBM, mm-hmm. Apple. Like, I speak all over the country. Um, and I say the same thing. And the book and the course, like, it's, it's the, I want the message to be consistent. Just get you under control. Just work on you. Just work on you. Just just concentrate on the spaces where you can really grow. Um, what if you grew 5% every week? 5% every week. Two years, nobody could stop you. Yeah. Nobody could stop you. Just a little bit every single day, every single week. And I don't know about anybody. I'm sure there's lots of people listening who have the experience of, like, battling overwhelm. Yeah. Right? And and that's a really big struggle for me. Like, mm-hmm. I just look at this massive to-do list, and it's just like, mm-hmm. <sighs> like mm-hmm. oh, my God, mm-hmm. you know? And so I try to be really gentle with myself. And it's like, what good two or three things can you really make happen this week? Mm-hmm. That you, And then celebrate those things. Celebrate. Yeah. Not looking at everything that you didn't do celebrating those things um so i just try to have consistent messaging throughout everything that i do that you are more powerful than you realize Mm -hmm. and the thing that stops you from being great is you're not investing in you being great you're not committed to you being great um and so i i want to help you with that i want to help you unpack the things that are stopping you from being incredible and sometimes it's the voices of the people that love you that are in your head saying, who do you think you are? You can't take that job. You can't move the Y'all gonna move? Yeah, like, you can't. It's all those voices. Mm-hmm. They love you, but they will keep you all the way regular. Yep, projecting their fears on you. Mm-hmm. And they love you. Yeah. They want you to be safe. They feel like you're going around a corner and a train's going to hit you. So they're grabbing on you and pulling you back. And you have to understand that that's the familiar. If you want to be extraordinary, you got to leave ordinary people behind. Mm. That's just the way it is. Um, and so these are the things that we talk about throughout all of our um, platforms of just what are you doing to take care of yourself? Yeah. What are you doing... Um, to make you the most effective weapon for him. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, again, we started this conversation about gifts. Yeah. Right? What, what are yours? If you're a great coach, but you're so overweight, you can't, you can't run down the field with the kids. You'd be an amazing whatever. Mm-hmm. But... You haven't got your finances together to take the courses you need to take to get the certification that you need. Like, it doesn't matter. You can be the best whatever. If you don't do the things you got to do to make, to give a lift or to give a platform for that giftedness, what are we really doing? Take control of you. Your world before the world. Wow. Wow. Denise, where can people find you? going to come live at your house just come live at my house (laughs) we'll all do it together um i am on all socials Mm -hmm. at at watcher work tv and at official d ham um for my personal and then obviously watcherwork.com um and i ask a particular favor Mm -hmm. of your listeners um you know we're at a point in our 
evolution um, of our society that, you know, what you measure matters, mm-hmm. right? And there's a measurement around your value, especially in this space, mm-hmm. uh, followers, subscribers to your email list. Those things matter. Mm-hmm. So I am officially asking for people to follow me on social and to sign up for our mailing list. But I'm also asking, feed what you want to grow. Yes. Podcasts like this, publications mm-hmm. like yours. If you want to see more like this, that's what you got. You got to vote with your feet, vote with your fingertips. Yep. Click, 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 and say, you know, hey, I support this content. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of noise in this world. It's a lot of noise. So you need to feed what you want to grow. Yes. And I hope that your your listeners will want to feed, watch your work, because I think, I really do believe we're impacting women's lives in a way that's really positive. But um, kind of going back to what we said earlier about being an encourager. Yes. I, I'm always amazed by people who have been friends for 20 years, and they don't even follow, they, they don't go to their friend's bakery and buy a cupcake. Mm-hmm. What's that all about? Yeah. Like, support your friends. Support them in... Um, support them... Both financially is great. Mm-hmm. On social and, and all these places is great. But more than that, like, support them in a way that is consistent with your goals and your values. I, like, you know, I have, like, a... Like, I'll have a restaurant in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and we'll drive by it, and they, they're closing down. And you're like, oh, my gosh, they're closing. Oh, no, babe, they're closing down. Well, honey, did you go? Mm. Did you go to the restaurant? Oh, I really like that restaurant. Did you? Yeah. In, we are in the most crowded media landscape that there's ever been in the history of the world. Yeah. And... Some of us will run out and we'll put our money on a Cardi B album, mm. but we won't sign up for a mailing list mm-hmm. for your podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just won't. Oh, I don't want to get in junk mail. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, feed what you want to grow. Yeah. Um, if if we as, as women of faith mm-hmm. do that, there'd be more of it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You want more yeah. of it? Feed it, and you'll get more of it. So, so I ask that ask for me, but I ask I also ask it for you, oh, and I ask it for everyone else who's putting out really high level, good um, content that is positive and uplifting. Like, put your, put your use your fingertips in a way that supports our initiatives because it really does make a difference. Yes. So make sure you guys scroll, hit that like button, subscribe, watch the content, watch her work TV, watch her work.com, official DM on Instagram. Are we on Twitter? We're on Twitter. Okay. We're on Twitter. all the things, honey. We're on Pinterest. We're on, we're on all the things. Yes. Hit it, love it, like it, yeah. subscribe, comment, because as she mentioned, it, it is about your measure. And you have to measure your, you have to measure what you're doing by who's supporting you and what you're doing. Absolutely. We have to show up for each other. And the last place that you can be really helpful is if you've got a great piece of advice, a Mm -hmm. great um, observation, something that you went through that you want to share, 
pop out that iPhone, do a video mm-hmm. in horizontal, horizontal um, uh, layout, and send it to us. Our videos are one to three minutes each. You can go on the on the site and you can see all the topics and see where your topic would fit in. And if it meets our editorial standards, we'll put it on the site. Because my job is to curate female brilliance. And that can come from any corner of the globe. So Mm -hmm. if you are, um, you've got something to share that's going to be really helpful to our community, send it in. You know, we're, I I don't presume to be an an expert in everything. People ask me that all the time. Why don't you just shoot all the videos and answer all the questions? And I was like, no, Mm -hmm. I, I believe that nobody has all the answers, but together we all do. Wow. I love it. And seriously, guys, like, this website is the real deal. Like, it's, it's legit. Like, any advice that you need in anything about being a career-oriented woman or just being a woman, period, it is for you. Like, you will watch yourself work through the trials, the triumphs, and any type of challenge you may be going through in the workplace. And I really feel like if you just go online, check out one video, it'll change your life. And there are 7,000 plus. So you got time. (laughs) (laughs) There is time to get through everything. Now, Denise, I always end every interview with the same question. Iron Wifey is derived from Proverbs 2717, which states that as iron sharpens iron, one friend sharpens another. So our motto is, as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. How are you sharpening the women in your life? (laughs) Um, By not always agreeing. Mm. By being truthful. By exhorting them to good works, literally. By challenging challenging them to be their maximum Mm. in whatever that space of giftedness is. And um, by loving them. Right? Because I'm a fan. I think women are amazing. I think our abilities to multitask and to to support and encourage. There's just some giftedness that they're just uniquely ours. And um, I just want to always be a catalyst for um, women being as dynamic as they physically possibly can be. Um, So... uh, if that is, if I'm the whetstone that people can sharpen themselves against, then mm-hmm. I'm here for all of it. I love it. Well, thank you for sharpening us. Thanks for having me.